Have you ever wondered why the two richest men in the world, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, are more concerned about leaving Earth than solving world hunger? Or why is it that many of the world's elites are building underground bunkers? Jeff Bezos is building one just in Texas, and that's one that we know about. There are underground bunkers and tunnels that I talked about just on Monday's show. Well, what if I told you that the speculation of what's going on on the sun with solar maximum, that there's a theory that's out there that about every 6,000 years, the earth goes through an absolute catastrophe. Today, I'm going to highlight one of the CIA's declassified documents. It's called The Adam and Eve Story by pen name Chan Thomas. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. As always, go over to americaoutloud.news where you can check out all my colleagues' work, people putting America first, as well as the 24-7, 365 days out of the year, America Out Loud Talk Radio, available on all of your favorite app stores. You can just type in America Out Loud Talk Radio and you can download that. Well, it brings me uh, no joy whatsoever to talk about today's topic, but I believe that's an important one that you're probably going to want to share when I'm done with it. About a year ago, I had Ben Davidson, who runs the Suspicious Observers. And Ben talked to me about the Earth catastrophe cycle. And we highlighted the Adam and Eve story, which both him and I are very familiar with. It's a declassified document from 1965, which you can read on the CIA.gov website in their reading room. Now, it's declassified in part. It's still a sanitized copy that came out on June 24, 2013. The contents of the Adam and Eve story begins with the first page, which I don't know who Chan Thomas is. I tried to locate him. The Emerson House in Los Angeles published this, and I've been trying to do research on it, and I was going to do this episode a while ago, and I keep putting it off because I just felt like I needed more, and I couldn't find what I wanted. And I don't want to put it off any longer because I'm seeing things happening on Earth right now with our elites, and I'm seeing what's happened with our volcano, uh, system all around the world, as well as the earthquakes with the solar winds. And I can't help but say, you know what? It's better that I put this information out there for people to sit with than to keep it to myself. And I will say that I cannot prove anything that I'm about to share with you. Uh, this is speculative. I don't know why this is declassified or why it appears 
on the CIA's website. I give Ben Davidson 100% credit for being the person who unearthed this back in 2013 when it was first published. Now, the foreword at the very beginning is to WAYO, and it's all capital letters, W-A-Y-O. Don't know who that is. The writer says, without her help through the years of sleepless nights and seemingly endless trails of study and translation, this book never would have come into being. And it's broken into six chapters. The next cataclysm, the great floods, the story, the event, Genesis, and the conclusion. I'm going to start with the next cataclysm and read to you sections from this book today, because I want you to put this in the perspective. It says 6,500 years ago, like Noah's, like Adam and Eve's 11,500 years ago, this too will come to pass. What is it that these historical books talk about? These are my words, not the books. What are the words that we find, the text that we find in the great flood with Noah and the ark? Is there something more to that story? Well, people like Ben Davidson and others that are researching it have found that about every 6,000 years, when we study the Earth's topography, that we can see that the Earth goes through a very, very bad day, week, month, short period of time that completely reshuffles civilization. This is not a civilization-ending event, but in today's world, if what they're speculating is true, this would be a mass casualty type of event. And paying attention to just recently, I see that Joe Biden has uh, filed paperwork to build a wall that goes underneath the water level. And so people are saying that Joe Biden is even building a bunker in Newcastle, Delaware. And I have in my story right up on the America Out Loud Network, that document that will be linked here to the show that even former presidents seem to be wanting to build bunkers now to get underground. What I can share with you is if you're going underground in Delaware, where it's already only about 50 feet to 150 feet above sea level, you're not going to survive an event like this. When I spoke with Ben on my show last December, he said, you're going to need a boat to be able to ride things out. And you're also going to want to be at the top of a mountain. And you probably don't want to be on the East Coast, according to him. So we're going to begin the Adam and Eve story. Here we go. With the rumble so low as to be inaudible, growing, throbbing, then fuming into a thundering roar, the earthquake starts. Only it's not like any earthquake in recorded history. In California, the mountains shake like ferns in a breeze. The mighty Pacific rears back and piles up into a mountain of water more than two miles high, then starts its race eastward. With the force of a thousand armies, the wind attacks, ripping, shredding everything in its supersonic bombardment. The unbelievable mountain of Pacific seawater follows the wind eastward, burying Los Angeles and San Francisco as if they were but grains of sand. Nothing but nothing stops the relentless, overwhelming onslaught of wind and ocean. Across the continent, 
The thousand mile per hour wind wreaks its unholy vengeance everywhere, mercilessly, unceasingly. Every living thing is ripped into shreds while being blown across the countryside, and the earthquake leaves no place untouched. In many places, the Earth's molten sublayer breaks through and spreads a sea of white hot liquid fire to add to this holocaust. Within three hours, the fantastic wall of water moves across the continent, burying the wind-ravaged land under two miles of seething water coast to coast. In a fraction of a day, all vestiges of civilization are gone, and the great cities Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, Dallas, New York are nothing but legends. Barely a stone is left where millions walked just a few hours before. A few lucky ones who managed to find shelter from the screaming wind on the lee side of Pike's Peak Watch the sea of molten fire break through the quaking valleys below. The raging waters follow, piling higher and higher, steaming over the molten earth fire and rising almost to their feet. Only great mountains such as this one can withstand the cataclysmic onslaught. North America is not alone in her death throes. Central America suffers the same can cannonade, wind, earth, fire, and inundation. South America finds the Andes not high enough, to stop the cataclysmic violence pounded out by nature in her berserk rage. In less than a day, Ecuador, Peru, and western Brazil are shaken madly by the devastating earthquake burned by molten earth fire buried under cubic miles of torrential Pacific seas and then turned into a frozen hell. Everything freezes. Man, beast, plant, and mud are all rock hard in less than four hours. Europe can't escape the onslaught. The raging Atlantic piles higher and higher upon itself following the screeching wind eastward. The Alps, the Pyrenees, the Urals, and Scandinavian mountains are shaken and heaved even higher before the wall of water strikes. Western Africa and the sands of the Sahara vanish in nature's wrath under savage attack by wind and ocean. The area bounded by the Congo, South Africa, and Kenya suffers only severe earthquakes and winds, no inundation, Survivors there marvel at the sun standing still in the sky for nearly half a day. Eastern Siberia and the Orient suffer a strange fate indeed, as though a giant subterranean scythe sweeps away the Earth's foundations, accompanied by the wind in its screaming symphony of supersonic death and destruction as the Arctic basin leaves its polar home. Eastern Siberia, Manchuria, China, and Burma are subjected to the same annihilation as South America, Wind, earth, fire, inundation, and freezing. Jungle animals are shredded to ribbons by the wind, piled into mountains of flesh and bone and buried under avalanches of seawater and mud. And then comes the terrible, paralyzing cold. Not man, nor beast, nor plant, nor earth is left unfrozen in the entire eastern Asian continent, most of which remains below sea level. And east of the Urals and western Siberia, a few lucky people survive the fantastic winds and quakes. Antarctica and Greenland, with their ice caps, now rotate around the Earth in the torrid zone, and the fury of wind and inundation marches on for six days and nights. During the sixth day, the oceans start to settle in their new homes, running off the high grounds. And on the seventh day, the horrendous rampage is over, the Arctic Ice Age is ended, and a new Stone Age begins. The ocean, the great homogenizers, have laid down another deep layer of mud over the existing strata in the Great Plains as exposed in the Grand Canyon, Painted Desert, and Badlands.
This is the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, of the Adam and Eve story. It continues on and states that there's a new era, yet the cataclysm has done its work well. The greatest population regulator of all does once more for man what he refuses to do for himself and drives the pitiful few who survive into a new stone age. And once more, the earth has shifted its 60 mile thick shell with the poles moving almost to the equator in a fraction of a day. Again, the atmosphere and oceans refusing to change directions with the earth shell have wiped out almost all life. After this tumble, we will join Noah, Adam and Eve, Atlantis, Mew and Olympus, and Jesus joins Osiris, Tower, Zeus, and Vishnu. So this story here talks about a pole flip. It talks about a magnetic north and south flipping towards the equator. And for the Antarctica region to be now, and Greenland, to be on the equator after this, which is why it states that the sun would stay in the sky. Why is it that this writing that was heavily researched for all Chan Thomas's life, according to his writings, why is it that this was gathered by the CIA? And why is it? It's still a sanitized, approved release that people are not allowed to read the full document. So I'm asking my listeners, does anybody have the 1965 original release of this book? Can anybody find the Adam and Eve story by Chan Thomas in its entirety from the Emerson House, Los Angeles in 1965? Why do I believe that this matters. Why is this so important? Well, a few days ago, I posted on social media, and some of you might have seen it. It was a picture of the sun with a coronal hole. And I said to everybody, I'm not posting this photo out of fear because a coronal hole is mostly harmless. I'm posting it because it's one of the larger coronal holes that I can remember seeing in my lifetime that also lasted for multiple days as it moved across the sun's limbs. Now, a coronal hole is nothing more than an area of great solar wind that exits and cooling from the sun. When that coronal hole is facing the earth, we are hit with solar winds. That solar storm can disrupt radio communications, satellite communications. And it's the reason why those that are engineers in the broadcasting industry make sure that they follow both M-class solar radiation, KP index storms, as well as coronal holes that are earth-facing that could give us solar winds, as well as those in NASA, those in those areas of uh, space exploration. You want to make sure that the astronauts are aware of what type of solar radiation is heading their way. Last week, the Earth experienced not just one, not two, but three flares that shot off in the Earth's direction. None of these flares were flares to be overly concerned about. However, are you aware that the Earth's magnetic field has been weakening at alarming rates over the last two decades. Don't take my word for it. Look up the NASA studies 
on Earth's magnetic field. You will see that they themselves are talking about how it is fluctuating over the last 20 years, and they don't know why. KP index storms, we're seeing the northern lights, the Aurea Borealis, further and further south into the United States and around the world. We are having people in Arizona and Texas that are able to see the northern lights. This was not something you were able to do just 25 years ago. You would need to go up to Greenland. You would need to go up to uh, the northern regions of Canada, Alaska, Russia, and the northern parts of Norway, Sweden, in order to be able to see this. Now, what happens during a pole reversal? Well, NASA says it weakens the magnetic field, but the poles flip all the time. And it's not something to really be overly concerned about. But that's not what this book is talking about. It's not talking about the Earth's magnetic field shifting. It's literally talking about the Earth's mantle awakening and shifting in a quick span where all of the Earth goes through a horrible day. And again, it's not a catastrophic event in the sense that there's no more humanity. It's a catastrophic event in the sense that it sends us back to the Stone Age to rebuild history, technology, and everything all over again. I'm curious, what are the odds that something like this is happening very soon? If you believe the timeline that's been put out there, it's every 6,000 years. When was the last time something happened like this? Well, 6,000 years ago. After the break, we'll talk about this just a little bit more. I don't want anybody fearful because, again, it's speculation. I don't know the validity of the CIA document as far as where it came from, why it came from it. I'm just putting it together with what I'm reading and seeing in the headlines right now. And in context, it makes sense to me, and I'm curious if it makes sense to you. We're going to take a quick break here to hear from all the sponsors on the network. You can go over to americaoutloud.store where you can find all of them and help support them and in turn support the network of which this show appears. I could also use your support. If you'd like to support me directly, you can go buymeacoffee.com backslash bold America. Your support directly helps keep these type of stories, as well as all my interviews, completely independent from any other influence and really just being able to bring you great content every single day. So I thank you for that. Be right back. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity.
world-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back, Bold American. Second half of the show, talking about the Adam and Eve story, written by Chan Thomas, declassified by the CIA. Now, I've been following a few stories recently, uh, one by uh, Matt Taibbi, Michael Schellenberger, uh, talking about CTI and the influence of reining things in on disinformation or creating your own disinformation. So I even take this book, as an interesting document that I wonder if there are intelligence agencies looking to discredit it by putting information out there because they know that it's true. What are some of the things that I'm seeing right now? Well, you might've remembered that if you look up in the Greenland area, that you have the volcano and magma that is starting to cause sinkholes and magma to rise up out of the ground. We just had a massive a volcano explosion just recently off the coast of the Philippines uh, and well in that island area. I believe it killed 12 people, injured 11 others. We also have magma rising throughout the world in other areas. During that solar wind that we were receiving from the coronal holes, there are people that have been studying earthquake cycles. And anytime there's a coronal hole of that size for a prolonged period at Earth, there are always large earthquakes on the sun-facing area when those solar winds hit. And we had a massive 7.5 in the Philippines as well. And then continuing on, as it continued to hit us, we saw more earthquakes of large uh, 5.0s moving around the Ring of Fire area through into the Hawaii area. So I'm paying attention to what's going on with Earth, as if Earth is starting to wake up as the sun gets into this cycle. There was a writer about one year ago, Douglas Rushkoff. Now, Douglas Rushkoff put this piece in The Guardian that he met with five billionaires that wanted to prep to save themselves from the apocalypse. And in this story, which has been shared on many different avenues, people can read it and find it. I'll include that link as well today for everybody. He says that the billionaires asked him a ton of questions that sort of started off pretty innocuous until eventually moving towards whether they should have a plan to survive with no outside help. Should a shelter have its own air supply? What was the likelihood of groundwater contamination? And how do you maintain authority over your security forces after the event happens? Now, the event in question here 
they claim could have been for an environmental collapse, social unrest, a nuclear uh, explosion, a solar storm of some sorts, which is what I'm talking about today, an unstoppable virus or anything else. One of these billionaires said that they had already hired a Navy SEAL team that would make their way to the compound if he gave the cue, almost like the president has the nuclear football while this billionaire has a cue. And then he wanted to know how would he pay his guards, these Navy SEALs, once crypto became worthless. What would stop those guards from eventually choosing their own leader and taking over his own compound? He was very concerned about that. Billionaires were thinking about what type of locks they would use on the food supply in order to make sure that the guards would not be able to overtake them or whether or not there should be some type of disciplinary collar for their own survival because they worried about the unrest of society. And hey, if you paid attention during COVID, you saw what people will do for toilet paper or how they will go after one another. So I can understand that these billionaires are going through uh, this thought process. What's even more interesting, though, is you have people like Peter Thiel that were being talked about just recently, who we later find out was working as an intelligence agent, uh, collecting information about political opponents and Donald Trump. We have Jeff Bezos, who wants to migrate us to space. We have Mark Zuckerberg, who basically wants you to live in a digital multi-metaverse, right? A virtual world where he doesn't even want people in reality. There's all these things that are going on with billionaires where they seem really obsessed with being able to survive forever and to outlive a curious event. And we also know that our own military has been building bunkers around the United States as well as around the world. We have the world's militaries doing the same. What if they took this book a little further and closer to heart? What if they believe that Chan Thomas's book means that something might be happening in the future? Well, we also know that there's mathematicians at MIT that are stating that Earth might have a sixth mass extinction because they're looking at the past 540 million years and the five mass extinction events that have been recorded. And they're looking at how the atmosphere and oceans were changing around that same time. And they're noticing that we are getting very close to possibly having another reality of our own atmosphere. Now, what could change that atmosphere in any way, shape or form? Well, guess what? The sun. So Ben Davidson, his theory is a solar micronova. It's a burst from the sun that would hit all of the planets and as it hits them, it causes the Earth's mantle, the Earth's crust, to begin this quick rotation into another direction. He claims that he believes from his research, and he has other people that have been reviewing the data as well, that this happens almost about every 6,000 years. And he lays out a timeline for this as well to try to show people that we are likely along another catastrophe cycle. And he goes back through a, a number of uh, documents to kind of make people aware of this. And so his are 60,000 years ago, Vostok, Greenland. All right. It was an excursion 
Lash Champ Old was 48,000 years ago. Lash Champ New was 42,000 years ago. Mono Lake was 36,000 years ago. Then we have a 12,000 year difference. Moving the 24,000 years ago, Lake Mungo. The Helena Pali, 18,000 years ago. Gothenburg, 12,000 years ago. And there was a China event about 616 years ago. And so you guys can, or I'm sorry, 16, 6,000 years ago. And he's claiming the next one could be within the next 30 to 40 years. Now, I also try to pay attention to the fact that that can be profitable for people to make these type of claims for people to listen to. I know that you might be listening to this story as well and be like, hey, this is very interesting. I want to share this out to people. I want to keep people safe. I don't know. I don't believe that this is irresponsible to share this story with you. I believe, in fact, that with what's going on right now in the world, if I didn't share it with you, I'd be more concerned about why I kept it from my listening audience. I want to get into one other part of the Earth catastrophe cycle. When it talks about the event, this is located on page 29. Again, you can go to the CIA uh, documents page. I will link that as well so people can go and read this on their own if they want to. Some people will say that this is basically the book of Genesis from the Bible uh, being re, um, rethought that it's Chan Thomas trying to get through. But he says the event was 11,500 years ago. Right now, that is lining up with Ben Davidson's research. And he says, did you ever sit down for an evening at a card table with a thousand piece puzzle by yourself? It takes hours and hours to put it together, doesn't it? With trial and error and patience all playing parts. We're still trying out some of the as yet unfitted pieces in our worldwide puzzle. And we've been at the table since 1949. However, even though incomplete, it shows us a graphic representation of the Earth's picture 11,500 years ago. Look at the globe of the world. Pick out longitude 90 degrees west, latitude 60 degrees north. This point is in the western part of the Hudson Bay. Now hold the globe that so that 90 degrees west and 60 degrees north is at the North Pole on the axis of rotation. This was the configuration of the world between 18,500 years ago and 11,500 years ago. The North Polar Ice Cap formed the Laurentian Basin in Canada. The continents, however, were not quite the same. There was a huge continent in the Atlantic Ocean area, which stretched from Iceland and England across the Atlantic to the Bahamas. The Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean Sea did not exist. They were land at that time. Now, you've heard me talk about the Mid-Atlantic uh, Ridge Right? We talked about that basin, huge mountain underneath. That would actually make sense that there is a landmass that was going all the way from Greenland off the coast of England all the way down to the Bahamas and would also split towards Africa. Uh, he also goes on to say there is another continent in the Pacific covering an area now ringed by the Hawaiian Islands, the uh, Galapagos, Easter Island, Tahiti, the Solomons, and the Caroline Islands. The Amazon Basin was an inland sea. Legends call it the Sea of Zares. And the mouth of the Amazon River was then a wide seagoing connection between the Atlantic and Zares. Also talks about astronomers. Back then had a huge uh, satellite orbiting the Earth west-east 449 times per year, which they used as a time standard. Its orbit was so accurate. Curious about that, that they used telescopes like ours of today and had satellites. How would they get them up there 11,500 years ago? 
So you can see why some people don't believe some of this uh, writing because they're going, well, we didn't have that type of uh, technology. What Chan and so many other people are saying is, yeah, every 6,000 years we go back to the Stone Age and people have to bring it back. And so he states that the cataclysm of 11,500 years ago saw the Hudson Bay in the opposite polar area just southwest of Australia rolled to the equator on opposite sides of the Earth and the Sudan Basin region rolled to the North Pole. What's interesting about this is wouldn't you expect then to see polar creatures at the equator buried in the mud? And wouldn't you expect to see creatures that you would find in the tropical elements up by the North Pole? up by these areas. Well, guess what? You do. If you go to studies, you can find that they found fossilized remains. They have found the fauna, the plant life that should have been in tropical systems underneath massive ice in the Northern Hemisphere. How is that possible? Unless this 60-mile shell rotation that he's calling for with the Earth fire is something that happened in the past. And so that is with the chapter 29. You can read that. You can find out more information there. And he gets to basically his conclusion at the end, uh, which I invite everybody to read as well. But you'll notice that there are some pages missing. The CIA has decided that you should not read everything that Chan Thomas had written down. It's interesting. He puts a conclusion. There's three words, India, Greece, and Egypt. And he goes on to write, I have no idea, because page 46 is missing. You're not allowed to read it. Only page 47 is there, and then there's no other pages afterwards, which makes absolutely no sense until you get to like these odd little transmittal receipts, which made no sense to me. You'll have to see if it makes sense to you. It's almost like somebody was getting um, some type of supplies at the hardware store a saw set, a sprinkler, a 9-volt transistor battery recharger. All those things are in the CIA documents. And then it hits a quote from Plato uh, that was spoken by a priest of Egypt back on page 49, skips the page 53, skips the page 55, and then gets into this other supplementary reading in different fonts that talks about things like secret cities of South America, lost cities of Africa, the lost Americans, gods, graves, and scholars, the new astronomy, primitive man in his ways, sex and family in the Bible, design of the universe, worlds in collision. How old is the earth? And then the final words that the CIA has for us is a little bit of knowledge can be a dangerous thing or it can be a vibrant seed giving rise to verdant forest and awakening sleeping giants. Maybe this episode will awaken a sleeping giant. Maybe you will start doing your own research here and start finding out more information and how this does or does not make sense. I'm here for it all. I want to hear about it. Feel free to follow me at Real Greg Bolden and share your thoughts with me or email greg at americaembolden.com. Ben Davidson has a way that he ends his videos when he talks about space weather, earth catastrophe. He says, eyes open, no fear, everybody. Well, I want to reiterate Ben Davidson's signature call. The you should have your eyes open, but there should not be fear. This is not anything a billionaire can protect against. Short of leaving the planet for those seven days and coming back to a really, really ravaged uh, earth, if this happens, there's really not much you can do. 
what you can do is love your friends, love your family. Putting down the distractions, the divide of politics, putting down the distractions of uh, unrest throughout the world in your own life and concentrating on being a better you and a better you for other people so other people have a lovely world to live in. So if something like this were to happen tomorrow, next week, a year from now, 50 years from now, the people's hearts will be proper and in a good place. And isn't that what a lot of the different world religions talk about? They talk about having a proper heart because we know not the time. We know not the hour or the place of the return or of our own death. And so I respectfully submit this show to you today simply for knowledge, simply for understanding there's this document out there. I hope I honored your time well. I'll be back on Friday here on the America Out Loud Network with my good friend Chris Michaels as we recap the week in review and what a week it has been. Even Joe Biden has said, if Donald Trump wasn't running, I probably wouldn't run for president again. Sounds to me like Joe Biden, maybe you should just be like, hey, I shouldn't run. Uh, Maybe I should just build that bunker in Newcastle County and live my life in happiness. Maybe you should do that, Joe. I support you in that. Everyone, thank you for listening. We'll do this again in just a few days. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Uh